I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cut to the Grace. So today is hopefully the first of many episodes of a cheeky little new series I'm starting called New Writing Wednesdays. Oh, P.S. I'm recording this in my bedroom and there's lots of cars going past, but it's just too hot to shut the window. (laughs) It's too hot. (laughs) Anyways, um, so I'm starting New Writing Wednesdays with my best friend who, how long have we known each other, Lewis? Since we were like 11. 200 years. Far too long. Yeah. Let's just say that. Too long. Let's end it now. (laughs) Bye. Um, But yes, Lewis, you're probably one of my longest, like, best friends. Mm. Not that means anything, because you're a really bad friend, but... It it should, but... No, it does. It does. We've been through a lot (laughs) together. Um, And Lewis has just recently left the Book of Mormon and is now embarking on a new adventure with his new musical, Snowflake. So, hi, Lewis. Yeah, I am. Hi, Grace <laughs> Moat. How are you doing? <laughs> really hi, good. Hi, it's me. Hi, it's me, Lewis Corday. I like your T-shirt. Can you just um, tell us about your T-shirt, please, for the listeners? Oh, it... right, oh. so here's a nicer look. Um, you can see my nipple there, actually. Um, oh, lovely. So it's actually a Keith Haring. If anybody's a fan of... Speaking to the mic... Fan of Keith Haring. Um, this is from Uniglow. Uniglow is really good for my size because I'm quite a small man. Um, and I love Keith Haring's artwork. Look him up. New York guy in the 80s. 80s? Wonderful guy. I want to get a tattoo. But less about that. Oh, love that. Yeah. I want some more tattoos. Um, how are you Me dealing too. with the heat? It's very hot at the moment. Who knows Not if when... well. It's, it's a lot, isn't it? I haven't slept for like a week. I it's, can't do yeah. it. Neither, it's too hot, and then you put the fan on, and the fan's too loud. Yeah, and then I wake up with a really, like, creaky voice from the fan, I'm like... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because I sleep with my mouth open, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all that air, Yeah, (laughs) this is Grace Mount sleeping, it's actually like... (laughs) (laughs) It's literally, like, dead. (laughs) I remember in Edinburgh, when we were in the room together... Oh, my God, you went to Edinburgh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you Did you think I was dead? I thought that's it. Bye, Lou. Oh my gosh, why are you outing me? <laughs> I completely forgot Super we went okay. to Edinburgh. That was my first fringe experience. Me too, my one and only, actually. I haven't oh, been since. Oh no, we need to change that. I know. Next year. Oh, I miss... Let's go. God, I miss theatre, don't you miss theatre? I know. Um, so... How's lockdown been treating you? What have you been du- What have you been up to? Where were you when what you, you found out? To? What you been up to? It's <laughs> my new language. What um, you been up to? <laughs> what have you been up to? Where were you when you found out it was happening? Are you happy that you had finished Mormon just before? So you like, you're one of mm. few who knew you're doing your last show <laughs> on the day you're meant to do your last show. 
Yeah. Um, oh, God, that's horrible. Yeah, how have um, you been coping? It's been... Yeah, it's been really... It's been okay. It just, it's like the peaks and troughs, isn't it? It's like that cliche that yeah. everyone is saying. It's sort of like... In some ways, it has been very good, I think, for a lot of people. And it's been really good, I think, for me because it's been nice because I'm quite lucky, toss, toss, to have sort of worked reasonably consistently since I finished school. And so um, to have a break away from it and to actually sort of like realign my chakras and have a think about um, like <laughs> yeah. what I am. Um, but like, yeah, like what I actually like, what actually brings me joy and all that stuff. And like being, yeah. because I have to be busy all the time, like being forced not to do anything, it's been a good thing for me, even if I haven't necessarily enjoyed it. Yeah, so, I'm 100% with but, you. Yeah. So, um, I, how I met Lewis, we went to the GSA Saturday school together, right up until we were auditioning for drama schools. And then Lewis got in and I didn't. And as I said on my previous podcast, I was absolutely furious. Uh, still am. Oh, still did you actually say this in your... Oh God, <laughs> I said this on my podcast and I'm saying it again because I'm still angry about it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, but, it's really like, it hasn't really worked out well for you. Like that's yeah, the I thing know. where I think you should be very bitter about it. Because like for me, I've really like taken off. But for <laughs> you, you're like, still sort of waiting If in I was shadow. in your year, things would have been different. Mm. But actually, mm. thinking about that, things actually would have been different. Yeah. The sixth thing might have not happened. Yeah, because the only reason I got it is because I was at GSA. Yeah. <laughs> at that one point in time. That's how you got it. That was a joke, by the way, guys. Um, so, a joke. Uh, but then we were neighbours and we literally lived a wall apart. And mm. it was really fun. And when we were at GSA, you started writing. Wait, you did start writing at GSA, or did, were you writing before? I actually don't know well, the I was, answer. I was writing. No, I've been. I've been writing forever, forever and ever. Forever, I mean, since but the like womb. Not, since the womb, I actually came out of the womb and went. I'm going to write a song, um, <laughs> just like that, in a transatlantic accent. Um, no, I, when did I start? I did it like because I was always such a stagey kid. So yeah, you used I to write like, songs and perform them to me in your bedroom. Yeah, duh. And then I think even if I wasn't like, I was always creating stuff. Like I used to create sets of Lego and like show it to my friends who were very uninterested. Um, <laughs> and then I think I started like writing songs. It was always like really like dark, dark songs. Um, yeah. Um, like really serious, <laughs> deadly serious stuff. And it was really cringe. But that was probably when I was in like year nine. And then, sorry, this isn't my life story. But then, and then I went to GSA. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. So I wrote a song cycle um, called Exposure. Oh my gosh. Cringe. I forgot about that. What was Exposure oh, yeah. about? No, I just basically decided, I was like, I've got all these songs. I'm going to put them into categories. And then I decided, I was like, I had these different ideas. So like one was about social media. And then one was about, <laughs> I did a thing that I, I um, like put Shakespeare into modern day. Because that hasn't been done before, um, <laughs> and um, and like stuff like that. Only like one of the songs is state. Like only one of the songs from it I actually like. But um, it was really good because it, it made me like had to get loads of material done, and then I put that on at GSA. And then from actually, it sounds really like I started the trend. But I, I, in some ways, people weren't. Um, no, people were like a few years before we started, but people weren't like putting on shows really. Yeah. And then I put that on, and then I feel like a lot of people 
Oh yeah, and then they, they yeah, and then they opened up the, what was it? Uh, the GSA lab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, things like that. I don't, no, I, I don't know if it's exactly like me that started all of that. It sounds yeah, like but I you're probably like an influence. You know, like yeah, it it's, it just takes that person, doesn't it? Who to get the ball yeah. rolling? And then I did do um, Envision. <laughs> All these cringe titles. I love um, Envision. I think Envision should have stayed because you worked so hard in it and you did so much in it. Yeah, Envision was like a. The show was about a girl who um, goes blind, and then it's a very hashtag deep metaphor because it's about her rediscovering sight without sight. Um, it was really, it was good. It was really good, mirror, and that's when I workshopped that. Mirror, mirror on the um, what's the what's the one that sounded like um, facade from what, Jekyll and Hyde? What? There was a song. What's the what's uh, the main song? Where it's all like dun dun dun. Oh, when the oxygen <laughs> we cut that one. When the oxygen cuts out, do you sing or do you sing? Or is that choice ever in your hands? Yeah. <laughs> that vibrato. <laughs> I loved that one. Um, and then yeah, I was, we did that, and then that like carried on through third year. But it was a very, like, big cast, and I didn't really see it having, like, a commercial life. But it was, like, really good. I worked with wonderful Laurie Denman on that as well as a collaborator. Absolute genius. Um, genius on the keys, Laurie Denman. And so it was, yeah, it was, like, a really good chance to, like, actually see what I liked to write and what needed what I needed to work on and, like, just working with people and having fun. That The workshop that we did, we did remember that week before third year when we did yeah. that week-long workshop and we all wore that denim. was like the best experience i've ever had we all de- i don't know why that was a thing but why not i liked it um, yeah no that was great that was amazing and yeah and then that leads us to now i guess just out of interest did envision have anything to do with snowflake like any influence on it what do you mean like were there any ideas that like when you're doing envision you're like oh i could probably take this on to something else or like did any songs influence mm. it yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess I, I I feel like there's always stuff that I'll probably steal from myself that I'm not even aware of. For some reason, I always end up writing stuff with like nightclubs. I don't know why, because like I'm not exactly like a You love nightclubs. Because <laughs> like you could always find me in the bathroom at Freedom. Like you know what I'm like. Like it was. I don't know why, but I always write stuff Sorry, with please. nightclubs. Um, so that's been in everything. So yeah. And also, I, the, the girls, I feel like the best friends are very similar to the best friends right in Envision. Because they're based on me. Fabulous like, women. always play the friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, you always play the friend that isn't the best friend. You always play the yeah. friend that no one cares about. That's what I like to make you play. Yeah. I'm done. Um, right. Let's let's move on from this dark, dark conversation. Talk dark, about... Dark, dark place for you. <laughs> Talk about... Snowflake. So, what was the inspiration? Why did you Why did you start writing it? I think it, the idea probably came to me like two and a bit years ago, which feels like really long away now. It was when I just moved to London. Remember when I was living in Ealing, and I can say that now because I'm not there anymore, so you can't find me. And um, <laughs> so I was living in Ealing, and I was, was severely depressed and um, just feeling very bad and. I was trying to think of ideas, think of ideas for writing. Mm. Um, and I, I kept coming back to this idea. I think it's because I've had a few friends that have had the same experience um, that the main guy has in the show. And I think because I was like looking at dating and stuff and 
feeling very like, like I didn't fit, fit in really. Um, and the plot, spoiler alert for Snowflake, is about a guy um, who's gay that falls in love with a girl. Um, and I have, like people are like, that doesn't happen, but it, it really does happen. Not to me, but like I wouldn't be, I, I've got to a point now when I'm like, I, I wouldn't be shocked, like, because any, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, for either, so, any, for anyone. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and I, so the show was sort of, and I, I, at the time, it came to me, it came to me in a vision, and I was like, I don't know if I really want to, um, to do it, because I, I had this thing, this is literally internalised homophobia 101, because I was like, I don't want to just write queer stories and stuff like that, and I don't, I don't know if it's my story to tell, because it hasn't happened to me. Um, but then it just, every time I tried to write something new, I tried to write about like two friends, but then <laughs> the two friends ended up falling in love with each other. Like I kept writing about it. And so I got to a point when I was like, I'm going to have to do it. And then I wrote a song, which is called Change the Plot. And that was like, that's helped me like understand, I think what I thought the sh show could be like. And then I remember I wrote the other, I started to write the other song with you. Remember when I started playing the piano, it went avocado brunch, brunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my brunch. gosh. Literally in your house. I was there. Yeah, you were there. Um, and I remember being like. Of, of that one. <laughs> um, that's so cool. I can't remember the question anymore. Oh yeah, that's how it started basically. I really like this quote and I can't remember who said it, but I read it in this book about playwriting, whatever. And it was like, you have this formless hunch and I really like the idea of that because it's like, I did have this formless hunch sit with me for like, probably like six or seven months before I actually sat down to write it. And I think yeah. that really helped because it was like in my mind. So like, I had that time to like really think about who the characters were. So let's talk about... First. <laughs> let's talk about uh, the actual physical journey with Snowflake. So your read-throughs, because I've done a few of them. Yeah, you How have. Many have I, I've done like a good like, Three. Um, both times you were playing the role of <laughs> friend, <laughs> best friend that no one cares number about. Number two. Which, can I just say, is getting major rewrites as we speak, and actually Grace is going to turn into a really good character. So, really, um, your loss. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, and then you're going to recast it. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You won't be able to do it because it's too interesting. <laughs> it's way too interesting for you, so you can't do it. Um, I only play feminists. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's like that's your Twitter. I only play feminists. Um, what's the show? The physical journey. Yeah. So I did like a, I did an open mic night where I sung "Change the Plot," and I was uh, scouted. No, that sounds very official. But um, a producer, a young upcoming producer called Matt Powell. Matt Powell, everybody. MP Theatricals. Um, was He's there. been fab, and, hasn't he? Can we just give a little oh, for Matt? Matt Powell. <laughs> That car, ladies and gents. And so he was there, and that was like two years ago. And he was like, I like what you're doing. And I was like, I like what you're doing. Um, and then we had lots of meetings about that. And then we organized, because he was at Central at the time, we organized this reading at Central. That was really exciting, but that was like a very early draft. Then I took a lot of time to do some more rewrites. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, I was in Mormon, so like I was quite busy doing that. And then I did the other reading with you and like Renee and Peeps, Peeps, and that was really fun. And then I did more rewrites and then I, I sent it off to like people during lockdown. And that has been the positive of lockdown piece because um, 
it's meant that I've had loads of time to rewrite. And then we got to the visual EP. Now, after you listen to this interview, you have to go and watch this EP if you haven't already, because it is so... <laughs> please, please watch it ASMR. Watch the visual EP. Avocado, <laughs> avocado, avocado. So... Carry on, sorry. I think there's... I haven't seen anything like it. Like, because... Number one, it's wacky af. Number two, it's like... It's like got scenes and... Well, like mini scenes and full on characters and you know, it's just very cool and the direction is very cool and it's all very modern and wacky. Which is Yeah. Which is just like you it's like modern and wacky. Just I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. God, I'm just so modern and wacky in my Keith Haring t-shirt and rings and stuff. Um, yeah, well, that's like thanks to Matt Powell a lot. They, like, we wanted it to feel like a short film. Yeah. Which I think it does. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, I'm so happy with it. And the editing is just so cool. Yeah. Which wasn't me. Um, the editing is, yeah. But so we, we, so I sent all the stuff, like the final rewrites to Matt, and we were like, obviously excited about it, but also not excited because we're like, what are we going to do with this? Um, and we were like, we need to create a buzz around it. So that's when Matt was like, we should do a visual EP. And I was like, let's do a visual EP and then we were all like let's do a visual EP and then it came about really quickly it was maybe like a three or four week thing we sort of wanted to have sort of wanted to have Grace and nobody else um <laughs> no we had um we liked wanted to include grads so we did like a grad call out um and then we got people that did the readings before it was just like very nice like people really helped us out because obviously it was just very much my baby my sweet sweet baby um, and yeah, people were very kind and generous giving their time. And that's how we got that. But it was just me and Matt that did it all. There wasn't really any like other team, I guess. I'm saying that now I feel like I've forgotten somebody that was like really integral to it. <laughs> like lots of people really helped us like spread it from wide, like you and like Molly Lynch and like Molly Lynch was like my PA. Like she got in touch oh. with like, everybody for me. Um, oh. so Yeah. It was just it was just a thing of like everybody helping each other out, which I think is like something that was like very uplifting in a time when like we need to be helping each other out as much as possible with theatre. Yeah, and creating new theatre for yeah. places like the Edinburgh Fringe next year, and you know it's mm. not just about keeping the current West End shows in the West End. It's about 100%. the stories that are going to happen after, and the shows that are going to go into those theatres when those shows have finished, and you know. That's exactly it, because we want to, we want to, obviously now we can't put anything on properly, but we want people to know about it, and we want it sort of to spread far and wide so that people, when it does come to time when we can produce stuff next year, people already know what it is, and people are already excited about the story. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of next year, so what, what's the next stage? What's the plan? Where do you see it going? Do you want to do like a workshop first, or do you think it needs yeah. to be more readings and... So we, we want to, 
it's ready to go to the West End, actually. Um, <laughs> I've been talking to Angela Reb and we're going to the Palladium um, with Beverly Knight. Um, what's the next? So, well, the next step, obviously, so like we were saying before this podcast, like it's, it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen with Miss Rona. So we want to, we've been planning to do a workshop in November. Am I allowed to? I mean, I'm allowed to say that. Um, mm. But I don't know if that's, if we don't know what's going to happen. We're like applying for funding. We're talking to producers, which is really exciting, but it's very much at the moment like discussion based rather than like set in stone because it's all too scary to like actually get stuff set in stone. But the next step will be a workshop. We have a director, a very exciting director attached. I feel like it needs to be on its feet. And the thing is, it's very much a media sort of like, it's like a mashup of media and live theatre, the show. So it needs to sort of like, we need to try stuff out with that because it's quite media heavy. And then the, the, the dream would be to have the production like later next year. Yeah. Which sounds like really soon, but it, it is in a, in a stage. Where it could. Hopefully now, I think, when it, yeah, where it could. It just depends on like um, the funding and yeah. like producers. And, and just like when you mentioned that media side, that's quite an interesting thing to play with because I don't think it's been, I'm sure it, a lot of it will be done now because of everything that's happened. Yeah. And Zoom is life. But how are you, how are you doing like web chats and news reports and stuff like that in a musical on stage what's the plan how would you yeah projections we we started discussing it we really like the idea of like um having yeah like it's very going to be very projection heavy i mean this is also like money like where's the money coming from who knows but um (laughs) in like an ideal world very projection heavy because um the show I think if you watch the EP, you get an idea of the world of the show, but not necessarily the plot. But the, the world is very sort of, yes, yeah, centric on on social media. And the main girl, Jess, is a vlogger herself. So we want to have like lots of that projected. Um, we want to use like cameras on stage as well. So, so cool. because I'm really interested in like the whole... Oh, what's it called? I did media A level, and we like surveillance society, that sort of thing. When you feel like you're always being watched by people, yeah. Um, and that's like I want that sort of like intensity, the claustrophobia within it as well. Um, and Matt, producer, um, editor extraordinaire, Matt has done shows where he used he's used that sort of thing before. Oh, so ideal. Yeah, yeah. So we want to use that sort of stuff. Um, it's not going to be like we've spoken to producers and stuff. It, it's not a conventional. It wouldn't be a conventional stage show. So whatever that means for now, we're like early stages and like exactly what that's going to be. But it wouldn't be like necessarily proscenium arch like um, yeah. show that you've seen before, which is really exciting. Well, I really look forward to the future of this. We're going to finish with some quick fire oh! questions. Yes. Just before we do this, this is, so is there anything fun. else I've missed about Snowflake? Um... Sorry, I've just been sorry if you're listening to this, you're really bored by the way, like me just sort of preaching about musical theatre. Snowflake, you can follow us at on Twitter at Snowflake Muse. If you just type in on YouTube Snowflake Visual EP, please share it because that's how we're going to get places if we Absolutely. get a buzz. Just um, that one little and, retweet. Yeah. Just that one little retweet make all the difference. We've also got um, a donation thing. Because I know everyone has so much money right now to burn. <laughs> because obviously we're doing so well with money. It's so like if you're one of those people that just has so much money to burn, please send it our way. But the, in all seriousness, the donation is for like workshops and future of the show. It's not just for me to like buy more yarn for my crochet. So, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and I'll <laughs> that's put a whole all other the, podcast. I know you've done very well on that. I must say. 
<laughs> this is going to be every week a new podcast and all the projects of Lewis Corney. Yeah. Uh, this is my yarn. <laughs> Was it Matt Mac- Cream? I haven't done Mac. Mac- I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh, wait, that, what, what did you set. make your cool throw out of? That was crochet. That was just crochet, crochet. with yarn. Oh, I love it. And um, yeah, I'll put all of the so social media uh, links and all that jazz in the description box as Thank well. You. So you can click our nose. Should we do these quick fire questions then? Yeah. Do I need to know anything about you, Grace? Do we need to know anything about you? Do I need to ask you a question? Uh, How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Grace? Grace, I, I talk for what way too next, long Grace? in the beginning of every Friday podcast, so I think they yeah, can boring. just just listen on Friday and you'll find out how I am. <laughs> Nothing you'll find to report. Out how I really am. <laughs> What's really going on behind the scenes? <laughs> Watch this face. Right. Are we ready? <laughs> okay. 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 I'm ready to burp. <laughs> oh, that was like inward. Is like Ooh. right. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, um, listen. <laughs> Just listen. Just the one word. I don't think listen. I've ever received anything that... Uh, yeah, it was, it was um, Beyonce that told me that. No, wait, ask me again, <laughs> ask me again, ask me again, ask me again. It must okay. be something else. Listen, if you... Listen, if you want to if you wanna go a bit more into details, it doesn't have to be quick, quick, you know? Okay. Okay. Ask me again. I'll try and think of something. Okay, here we go. Three, two. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, um, I'd say it would be that you don't have to, um, like being, oh, like that being different is actually a very good thing. It is. I guess that sort of advice, like, um, to be proud of being a bit strange and be proud of being a bit weird. Yep. In yeah, the words of that's, George that's Styles, different isn't naughty. Different isn't <laughs> So why is it so hard to get along? I only want to get along. Okay. I should have been me. GSA Saturday School, production of Honk. I should have been ugly. You heard it here first. Who was ugly? I was Sam the bullfrog. Sam Rhodes. I was the bullfrog. I did a you wonderful job good. of it, if I say so myself. But I should have been ugly. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Fat. Um, <laughs> um, stagey. Yep. Um, oh, fat's really sad, isn't it? No, um, you, you know, you had the child chub that everyone has. Yeah, stagey and like hyper. Yeah, I definitely agree. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, staging and hyper together is not a good mix. Yeah, really not good and mix. then when when we used to like hang out and like stay at each other's houses, the staging and hyperness would like double in power, yeah. and mm. we would just conquer the world with our stagey hyperness. We we'd, we'd be at theatres at those stage doors. Yeah, <laughs> we were there. Kerry Ellis, Gareth like, Gates, um, Clive Rowe. Yeah, Clive. Oh, Clive, that was the one when it we really that was lost the one. shit on that one. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. did. <laughs> Yeah. Um, biggest pet peeve? I'd say, oh, my biggest pet peeve actually, no, is is um, a lack of nuance. That is my biggest pet peeve. A lack of like context with cancel culture and everything. I feel it quite strongly at the moment with mm. like Twitter and stuff. And um, that's my biggest pet peeve actually. And it, it's not just a peeve, it's actually really upsetting. It's just when, yeah, yeah people 
cancel people really quickly without actually looking Giving into them a further details. Yeah. Um, and that's happened to me and like friends of mine and it's it's actually really horrible. So that is a big pet peeve. Yeah. Big pet peeve. Big pet peeve. Um, what is your favorite thing in your closet right now? Ooh, well, I have a lovely, um, ooh, um, my favorite thing, my clothes, my dungarees. Shush, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Shush. Oh, my Australian shorts. Yeah, I've got these Australian shorts. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in my closet. I've got these shorts and they're like satin. Would you say satin? They're satin. She wears satin. They're satin and they're really revealing. And I wear them with no pants underneath. And oh. I wear them around the house. And the boys get a lovely glimpse of the goods. <laughs> That's it. my favorite thing in my closet. I can't wait to see these shorts. Um, you probably have. I'm surprised you haven't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Don't need to get too, too interested. Anyway. What's the best compliment you've ever received it's my favorite one i've got mm, i don't know what's the best compliment you've ever received um probably that i i'm very easy to talk to i guess maybe a compliment would be i've been told that i'm i'm good at um like easing situations Ooh. and i've got a good sense of yeah lovely like the, in terms of like humor and stuff my humor is good at like um like easing a situation i guess because you laugh about things that are sad yeah <laughs> because like i have no like i don't have any um, but i feel like you don't you don't like laugh everything off you are very in touch no, with I'm like, not like when something yeah. is bad it's bad like you know when it's not <laughs> yeah. right to laugh but i'm also like i'm quite which could be a, which can be a bad thing. It depends if I'm in the right crowd. It can be misunderstood because yeah. I do laugh at things that. Yeah, we've w- definitely been in situations have... together where we've laughed at things we really shouldn't be laughing at. Yeah, <laughs> and I do, and I sometimes come into a group like when I remember when I started Mormon and I would say things and people would be like, and it was like, no, I'm I'm just joking. I swear, like I don't actually mean that because I I might I might say a comment about something like oh you know I and it's just a joke but. So yeah, yeah, but then that can work in my favour. Last one that I ask everyone, if there was a musical about your life and you couldn't play the title role, who would you have play it and why? And if you can't think of one person, which a lot of people can't, create, you can create like a superhuman. So like the singing of this person, the personality of this Mm. person. I think... I think it would. Is it bad to say somebody that we like? You actually probably know. Like I actually haven't. I don't think I've met them. But it sounds like there's actually somebody in the industry. So it sounds like really. Is it Rob Houchin? No, it's not Rob Houchin. No, it's Tyrone Huntley. That's why I want to play me. Oh, Tyrone! I'm in love with Tyrone Huntley. Yeah, he is. Tyrone, if you're listening to this, absolutely wonderful. Tyrone, if you're listening to this, Tyrone, if you're listening, I just think his voice is amazing. Did we see him in Sister Act? No, I went with my mum. No. He was so great, and literally ever since Sister Act, which was a long time ago, my I add, mm. I've followed his career and like. Literally oh, it just sounds really him. cringe because, like, literally, like. No, it's but not it's like, good. He's not it's that good far removed to... from these uh, our circles, Taryn Huntley. So if you're listening, <laughs> I'm not weird. I just so think you're really good. So please screen record this and send it to Tyron Huntley and tell him that we are big <laughs> Don't, fans. Don't please. I'm actually going to see him in Jesus Christ Superstar. You, you know who else would be good if we're thinking about like the movie stars? It would be um. Mm. Ezra Miller. You know Ezra Miller? 
Is that bad that I don't? He was. Wait, let me. You know, I'm really bad with films and names. I know, I know. You just, um, you just said that to like embarrass me in front of the listeners. I know. You yeah, I, I, I actually <laughs> just made up the name just to annoy you. Um, <laughs> this is him. You'll recognise him when you see him. I don't know if he can sing, but I just think he's the most fabulous. Love because it. Because I think I'd aspire to be like him, so I'd like him yeah. to be in it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a bizarre episode. <laughs> yeah, it's very, yeah, so sorry. I hope everyone's so sorry enjoyed this. Listening. And if you got this far, congratulations. Like, yeah, well please, please message one of us, like me or Lewis, and just, just to let us know that you got this far, because that is, yeah. that is an achievement in itself. That is an achievement. Yeah, I can imagine this is all from they play, like, in prisons, like, torture. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to Cut to the Gross. Cut oh to the, that's no, I got the name So right. rude. Right, love you so much. <laughs> love you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. Thank you for supporting the arts. <laughs> Goodbye. Are we actually leaving? Am I leaving? No, no, just pressing stop. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.